The Truth Revealed by Hajat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian, peace be upon him, the Promised Messiah and Mahdi, founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Introduction. About the author. Born in 1835 in Qadian, India, Hajrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, the Promised Messiah and Mahdi, peace be upon him, devoted himself to the study of the Holy Quran and to a life of prayer and contemplation. Finding Islam the target of theological attacks and the fortunes of Muslims at a low ebb, he undertook the vindication and exposition of Islam. In his vast corpus of writings, including the epoch-making Barahini Ahmadiyya, his lectures, discourses, religious debates, etc., he argued that Islam was a living faith and the only religion capable of establishing a relationship with man and his creator. The teachings contained in the Holy Quran and the law promulgated by Islam were designed to raise man to moral, intellectual, and spiritual perfection. He announced that God had appointed him the Messiah and Mahdi, as mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible, the Holy Quran, and Hadith. In 1889, he began to accept initiation into the Ahmadiyya Jamaat, which is now established in almost 200 countries. His 80 books are written mostly in Urdu, but a significant proportion of his writings are also in Arabic and Persian. About the book Published by the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, in May 1893, Sachai Ka Izhar, The Truth Revealed, is a short collection of letters, articles, and public announcements set amidst the backdrop of the well-known debate between the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, and the Christian missionary, Abdullah Atham, the proceedings of which were published in the book, Jangi Muqaddas. Acknowledgements I would like to express my appreciation for the help and support given by Mulana Munirdeen Sham Sahib, additional wakilat Tasnif, London, and Dr. Muhammad Shafiq Seghal for their valuable suggestions and their help in bringing out this book. I owe a debt of gratitude to the following who worked diligently in the various stages of this translation. Mirza Usman Ahmed Adam, Raja Atul Manan, Tahir Mahmoud Mubashir, and Syed Tanwir Mushtaba, Chaudhry Muhammad Ali, Wakilat Tasnif Rabwa, 1st of June, 2010. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusulli ala rasulihil kareem. A narrative of the help received by the Christian clergy regarding certain theological matters from Sheikh Muhammad Hussein Batalwi Sahib's Ishata Sunnah. The American Mission Press, Ludhiana, recently published a disparaging advertisement about me on behalf of Dr. Henry Martin Clark, M.D., the medical missionary of Emmertzer on the 12th of May, 1893. This announcement was, in a sense, also an expression of gratitude to the renowned Mulwi Sheikh Muhammad Hussein of Latala. The Christians were indeed beholden to him for the following reason. Dr. Clark had agreed to meet me in a debate. A general notice. Twice did Sheikh Patalwi Sahib, author of Ishata Sunnah, swear a solemn oath that he would, by a certain date, reply to my letter regarding the writing of an Arabic commentary and qasida. Sixteen days have elapsed on both his promises. God knows how many more will pass. 
Sheikh Sahib's promises and his breaking of them clearly suggest that he finds himself in a quandary. Three days ago, I received a rather terse message from the Mulwis of Amritsar that if I am to debate Dr. Clark on the life and death of Jesus, they will most certainly presume to side with him. Thus, I give a general notice to Sheikh Sahib and his ilk. Nay, I challenge them to do all that is in their power, for I will assuredly debate Dr. Clark on this matter. They are at full liberty to assist him in any way, if they should so desire. <laughs> Know that God will assuredly bring disgrace upon the liars, and all praise belongs to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. The Removal of a Misgiving Harbored by Dr. Martin Clark It seems good logic to reason from the announcement published in a supplement of the Nur Afshan on the 12th of May, 1893, that either Dr. Clark has been taken in by the Sheikh's contention that Islam's recognized ulama have declared me an apostate, or that he himself wishes to mislead others. Therefore, to apprise the people, I deem it necessary to write that those ulama who are blessed with the knowledge and practice of religion and have been bestowed with the light of faith are with me, and they are almost forty in number. The converse is true of the Mulwis aligned with my opponents who are Mulwis in name alone and are devoid of practical and scholarly excellences. If Dr. Clark considers this a hyperbole, he should attend a gathering or a debate between those ulama who oppose me and those who follow me so as to formulate a fair and just opinion. Indeed, not long from now, on June 15, 1893, such a debate is scheduled between one of my opponents, Mulwi Gulam de Stagir, and with him the ulama of Lahore who share his temper and disposition, and a small number of my learned followers. Then, the clergyman, Dr. Clark, can judge for himself on which side of the divide stand the righteous and distinguished ulama, and on which side stand those who carry the title of Mulwi, but are in actual fact inarticulate and nescient. As the old adage has it, seeing is believing. The partisan discourses of our miserly opponents are looked on with disdain by learned eyes, Truth is only manifested after being subjected to scrutiny. Dr. Clark is well aware that Mecca and Medina are home to Islam's most distinguished ulama and are thus the cradles of Islamic learning. May Allah increase both holy sites in glory, honor, and grace. So in the very depths of these sacred cities reside such ulama who have joined me. By way of example, I have instanced three letters written to me by or with reference to such eminent personalities. The first of these letters speaks of the profound impression made on an Arab scholar by my book, Ayani Kamalati Islam, and in particular the section entitled Tablig. The gentleman in question teaches literature at one of the great institutions of the Arab world. My respected brother Mulwi Hafiz Muhammad Yaqub Sahib writes from Deradun. I believe that you are the Imam of the age, and one supported by God. No doubt, God will subjugate the ulama and make them your servants. Their efforts to oppose you will yield them no reward. I yearn for Allah to allow me to live and die as your servant. Lord, let it come to pass. As I write this, I am with an Arab scholar. 
He is from Syria. He is a Syed and a prodigious writer who has memorized many of the treasures of ancient Arabic verse. We spoke of you at great length. I, who am just a simple man, presented your interpretation of the word Tawafa before this eroded authority on Arabic. How he was dumbfounded. I showed him an excerpt from your Arabic work, Ayna Kamilati Islam. He was overawed by the beauty of its prose and exclaimed that no Arab could write this eloquently, much less an Indian. I gave him your Qasida, which drew tears from his eyes. As he read it, he lamented the impoverished state of contemporary Arabic verse and swore an oath to the Lord that he would commit your poetry to memory. Then my learned friend exclaimed that even if an Arab were to claim to be your equal, he would be like the false prophet Muselma. Thus ended our discussion. I am convinced that what you say is from the Lord and a miraculous sign of his support. Your words cannot have their origins in the imaginings of man. I hereby make you master over my life, property, and children. A loving letter written to me by an Arab scholar. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. The morning breeze whispers eulogies of your excellences. Your being emits the scent of the sweetest flowers. Your greatness remains concealed from the eyes of the people. You have been saved from the evils of fate. May the ships of your salvation always sail across the uncertain waters of knowledge and learning. May you confront the subtleties of understanding. May people submit to your greatness and be witness to your ineffable virtues. I cannot summon the words to praise you, to pray for you, to speak of my longing to meet you. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you. This letter is a token of love from one whose heart is pure. A flame was once kindled in my heart that ignited an insatiable passion for travel and adventure. So I left my native land and destiny brought me here, and the will of God decreed that I meet with my kindly brother, Hafiz Malwi Muhammad Yaqub. May the Lord protect him from all that is impure, and from the innumerable vices prevalent in the town of Deradun. We spoke of recent events and indulged in tales and stories of the past, and then your name was mentioned. I inquired about you at length, and he told me of your unequaled etiquette and civility. After hearing of the beauty of your character, I was drawn towards you and desired to see you for myself. After all, the virtues of the speaker are reflected by his words. To meet someone face to face has its own benefits, hence Moses' prayer to see God for himself. But my path to you is thwarted by the rigors of travel, the extremity of the summer heat, my pennilessness and a lack of conveyance. Could I take to the air, I would soar to you in all haste. Alas, my wings have been cut and a bird without wings cannot fly. Nonetheless, if I cannot come to you in person, I can at least write. As the proverb says, the letter is half a meeting. To merely be aware of a thing is not to know it. Only experience can give birth to belief and conviction. And so one has to make do with what one has. My response to this heartfelt correspondence. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusulli ala rasulihil kareem. In the name of Allah the Gracious, the Merciful, we praise Allah 
and invoke his blessings upon his noble messenger. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon My dear, who loves me and is sincere to me, I received your affectionate letter. As I read it, I perceived it to be written by one who is true, righteous, learned, intelligent, perceptive, and bestowed by the all-seeing Lord to me who has been prayed on as a disbeliever and rejected by all. So I thanked Allah for making you a source of solace for me. He has revealed that I will be loved by the virtuous. I have written a book for the honored peoples of Arabia and Syria so that they may come to my letter arrived during these blessed days, that is, as I wrote this work. Thus I assumed you to be the first of the blossoming fruit and an omen of the coming reformation of the East and the West. In my heart I long for God to take me to your land so that my eyes might look upon you. My brother, the ulama of my country call me a disbeliever, reject me, and impute all manner of foul things. Time and again I have expressed my revulsion for them and their self-professed knowledge. I am among those who doubt their faith. I perceive their hearts to be like those Jews who succumbed to ill thoughts and showed impertinence before the Lord, who is worthy of worship. They persist in calling me a liar and have made every effort to hurt and offend me. Their discourses and addresses denounce one who is a believer in the unity of God as a heretic, and they are not ashamed of their impetuousness. Do they not understand that the time has come for the revival of the faith and the advent of the reformer who is to defeat Satan? Do they not see the spread of darkness, the cloud of uncertainty that obscures the path of rightness, the enemies of Islam besieging the religion in light having given way to darkness? A people have arisen who worship the cross and take as their Lord a mere mortal. All are led astray by them, and they possess nothing but lies, deception, and material wealth. The blind are drawn towards them, and people upon people are ensnared by their falsehood. It is possible that many Muslims may be destroyed at the hands of these deceivers. Allah found these people, the Muslims, succumb to weakness, so he sent one from among his servants to revive the faith and bring them victory. My brother, a long night has settled over Islam, and the right path lies untraveled. When Allah looked on the darkness of this evil, and the mischief, disbelief, and transgression of this age, he found the people standing on the brink of fire. So he gave them a light from himself, to save them from this deception, and to show them his signs, and lead them to the right path. I have related to you the weight of my woes so that you too may grieve over the plight of Islam, for I perceive that you are a righteous young gentleman, sincere and devoted. The love imbued in your words has gladdened the heart of one who has been rejected and reviled by his people. May Allah reward you in turn and have mercy on you, for he is most merciful. Mirza Ghulam Ahmed An Arab scholar's letter from Mecca in the name of Allah, the Gracious, the Merciful. All praise belongs to Allah, Lord of all the worlds. Peace be upon the Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, the greatest of his servants. Dearly honored and esteemed Master, our guide and Messiah, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, may God protect you. Amin. 
May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you. I received your loving letter and read it carefully, all the while thanking God that you were well. I seek forgiveness of Allah and of you for the error of my ways. I am your son and servant, and answerable to the Lord and to you. I promise, God willing, I will not be guilty of the same error again. May Allah better your situation and shower you with his rewards and blessings. Muhammad bin Ahmed Maki I was greatly moved by what you have written in your book. All praise belongs to Allah, who has promised me a meeting with you. There is no doubt that you have been sent by God. I have believed in you and considered you to be true, and say once again that all praise belongs to Allah, Lord of all the worlds. Muhammad bin Ahmed Maki An excerpt from a letter written by an Arab scholar, Sayyid Ali, son of Sharif Mustafa. Sayyid Sahib from Arabia wrote me a lengthy correspondence abounding in verses of Qasida and passages of prose written in praise and laudation. The following is an excerpt of his letter. Dear Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, My salutations to you, who are wise, enlightened, learned, the star of the East, a messenger of the Lord and the recipient of his revelation, a pillar and the eternal sultanate of Islam and the king of the Muslims. Your excellences are like the stars that illuminate the night sky. They are there for all to see. You are an endless ocean of generosity and munificence and a clear fountain of knowledge and learning. I may publish all the verses of the Qasida and the full letter written by this Arab scholar at a later date. This much should suffice for now. A promise by Mr. Abdullah Atham, representative of Dr. Martin Clark and the Christians, to accept Islam if he is defeated. Below, I have reproduced the promise of the former extra assistant, Mr. Abdullah Atham, who is now a pensioner and a prominent personality of Amritsar, which he made in his capacity as the representative of Dr. Martin Clark and the Christians of Jandiala in their debate with the Muslims. He has stated quite categorically that if he is defeated through logical arguments or is shown a heavenly sign, he will accept Islam. A copy of the letter written by Mr. Abdullah Atham on the 9th of May, 1893, from Amritsar. To Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, Chief of Qadian. In response to what you wrote in Hujatul Islam, I declare that if you or anyone else demonstrates by any means that the Holy Quran was revealed by God and is consistent with the attributes of the divine, that is, through a manifest miracle or conclusive logical arguments, I will become a Muslim. Keep this letter, but forgive me if I do not take out an announcement in a newspaper to this effect. Signed, Abdullah Atham. A Mubahala invitation in response to the announcement published by Abdullah Haq Ghaznavi, issued on 26 Shawal 1310 Hijra. I recently read an announcement by Abdul Haq Ghaznavi dated 26 Shawal 1310 Hijra in which he has issued a challenge of Mubahala to me. So I say to him and to all those pretended scholars in Mulwis who consider me a disbeliever that I accept this challenge and, if Allah wills, I will be in Emirates by 3rd or 4th of Dhul Qadda 1310 Hijra. 
The date of the Mubarhala has been fixed as 10th Dhul Qadha, but may be delayed by a day in case of adverse weather or other extenuating circumstances. But, beyond this, no further delay will be permitted. The Mubarhala will take place at the Eidgah close to the Khan Bahadur Muhammad Shah Mosque. Owing to my morning engagement with the Christians, with whom I am to enter into a twelve-day debate over the truth of Islam, all those who consider me a heretic and wish to challenge me in a mubahala should know that I will be free from two o'clock in the afternoon until evening. Thus, either on 10th Dhul Qadah, or, in case of a delay, 11th Dhul Qadah, 1310 Hijra, my opponents may enter a mubahala with me. Tenth of Dhul Qadha has been decided on, so that the other ulama who, despite the common strands of our faith, consider me a disbeliever, even though I profess the kalama and pray facing the Qibla, may also have a chance to participate. Among them are Muhyuddin of Laku, Malwi Abdul Jabbar Sahib, Sheikh Muhammad Hussein Batalwi, Munshi Sadullah, teacher at High School Ludhiana, Abdul Aziz Waiz of Ludhiana, Munshi Muhammad Umar, former civil servant Ludhiana, Mulwi Muhammad Hassan Sahib, a chief of Ludhiana, Mir Nadir Hussein Sahib of Delhi, Pir Heder Shah Sahib, Hafiz Abdul Manan of Wazirabad, Mir Abdullah Tanki, Mulwi Gulam Dastagir of Kasur, Mulwi Shah Deen Sahib, Mulwi Mustaq Ahmed Sahib, teacher at high school Ludhiana, Mulwi Rashid Ahmed Janjuhi, Mulwi Muhammad Ali Waiz of Bapran, District Gujranwala, Mulwi Muhammad Ishaq and Suleiman of Patiala, Sahir Hassan, Sajada Nasheen of Batala, and Mulwi Muhammad, employee of Kareem Books Printing Press. However, if any of them should balk at taking part in the Mubahala upon reading the announcement that has been sent to them through registered post, their demurral will suffice to show that they are false and unjust in their edicts of belief. Foremost among them is Sheikh Muhammad Hussein Batawi, the writer of Ishatu Sunnah. He is the most obligated to come to Amritsar on the proposed date and take part in the Mubahala, for he too has asked me to enter into Mubahala with him. Let it be known that I will not take up such challenges time and time again. A Mubahala is not a trivial business which can be entered into lightly. This matter should be decided once and for all. Thus, whosoever demurs after reading this advertisement and eschews this challenge will have no right in the future to issue a mubahala and may shamelessly call me what he wills from the shadows. Thus, to precipitate the denouement of this affair, numerous copies of this announcement will be sent by registered post so that my opponents will have no cause for excuse. Afterwards, if they neither take part in the Mubahala nor desist from calling me a disbeliever, it will signal the end of the affair. Finally, I wish to say that before the Mubahala takes place, it will be within my rights to deliver before the gathered audience an exegesis on why I am a Muslim to those who treat me as a disbeliever. Peace be on those who follow guidance. Announced by Mirzakulam Ahmed, 30 Shawal, 1310 Hijra. Conclusion If Sheikh Muhammad Hussein Batalwi does not participate in the Mubahala of 10 Dhul Qadha 1310 Hijra, then it will be decided that the prophecy concerning him, in other words, 
that he will repent of having called me a disbeliever has been fulfilled. In the end, I pray to God with the words, O my Lord, curse those who do evil, transgress, and make mischief, and humiliate with defeat those who do not enter this Mubahala, which has been agreed upon in terms of its times and place, and do not repent of calling me a disbeliever, nor seek penance for their evil deeds. Amen. O ye who reject me, come unto that which God and his messenger, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, have prescribed for the silencing of disbelievers. But if you should turn away, know that the curse of God befalls the disbelievers whose fear and retreat is testimony to their falsehood. Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian. Footnote. All those ulama who declare me a disbeliever are invited to Amritsar on 10 Dhul Qadda, 1310 Hijra, to enter into a Mubahala challenge with me. Author.